Hello, Hunters, and welcome back to the Ultimate Fictional Character Podcast. I'm Matt Acevedo, joined, as always, by my amazing co-host, Christian Humes. Howdy-ho there, neighbor. Hello, and Emily Rose Jacobson. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Welcome, everyone. This is (laughs) Division 1 of Season 3, the fourth episode before we go into the semifinals in Division 1. And we have a pretty hefty lineup ahead of us. This is a really, this is like a battle of champions in this episode. So I'm really excited for this one. Yeah, Matt, I think we just jump into it. What do you think, Emily? should Should we get our toes wet? Yes, let's just, let's go. Let's bring on the champion. Well, then, Matt, if you don't mind, I'm just going to go ahead and introduce this first character for the first fight. We have the Black Lion Tamer himself. That's right. It's Shiro from Voltron, the captured, imprisoned, tortured, experimented, cloned Black Lion head of the ultimate fighting robot, Voltron. But who's he going up against? Voltron, everyone, is going to be... I'm sorry, not Voltron. Uh, Shiro, <laughs> Shiro is going to be going up against... You know him. You love him. He's everyone's favorite plumber, tennis player, kart racer, partier. We're talking about the k- hero of the Mushroom Kingdom himself, Super Mario. Mario. Okay. I, I don't think we, we can leave the last Mario out of it. <laughs> well, they, they, they made it canon. It like, wasn't as, like, I think it was in the movies. His name is Mario yeah. Mario, and Luigi's name is Luigi Mario, because they're the Mario the, Brothers. The Bob Hoskins classic, <laughs> the Super Mario Brothers movie. There's, I, I think there's, I could be wrong, but I think there's actually, like, some people say that that's canon, but then, like, the games are different, and it might not actually be Mario Mario. But ultimately, like, we're not here to talk about Mario's last name. We're yeah. here to talk about... Whether or not he's better than Shiro. Whether one of these guys is the ultimate fictional character. Right? Yeah. That's what we're here for. So let's just all lay it out there. All of us have a very big video game bias here, do we not? 100%. I would would say so. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Personally, I don't know what you guys grew up playing, but I definitely was a Nintendo household. So, I, I, I mean, Mario is my bread and butter. You know? Oh, same. First console we ever had as a family was the GameCube, and the first game we ever got was Super Mario Sunshine, which is like my favorite. I guess Mario. <laughs> I don't. I. You guys know me. <laughs> yeah. This is gonna be a tough fight. Mario is like if I if you know I mean even if I met like Kermit the Frog, you'd cry. Like that's how I feel like when I see Mario. And mm. like the theme park when I meet well, him. Well, you met you uh, met you met his voice actor too. You ran into him at E three and you like I did. You passed him and you're like I have to meet him and you went back. I was oh, so the... I have a picture of Charles Martinet, the yeah. voice of Mario, and yep. I, I have a very big attachment. So I'm gonna try to lean. <laughs> I'm gonna try and fight more for Shiro right now because I can lay down the facts of Mario, but I think it's gonna be more interesting if I if I like balance it out. I'll bring it out if I have to. Yeah, well, but, I mean, because here's the interesting thing about Mario, though, it's like he's very, uh, you know, all video game characters are generally just avatars for the player. But Mario has been in so many adventures that he really has such a massive, grandiose story that, like, quite frankly, we need to dis- figure out, does it hurt him? Because it's like, can do we know who he is as a character or is he, or is he just uh, fill in the blank stick in Mario here and we'll package it up and sell it out because I'll tell you what you can't do that with Shiro Shiro is oh, a yeah. like military leader um, but there's a lot of things like wrapped up in this character he so th- this is a guy right earth itself pretty much unaware of the rest of the universe except for this guy because he has been picked up by the aliens 
experimented on. He actually gets like an alien arm technology grafted onto him. It's all been created by the evil empire, which is taking over the universe. And just so it turns out, Shiro is actually one of the fated heroes to be like attached. He's got this sort of symbiotic relationship with the lions of Ultron, which have basically disappeared. And because they've disappeared, the evil empire is taking over the galaxy and it's up to Shiro and the other humans who end up joining him to save the universe. And let me tell you, he does an excellent job as the leader of the Voltron team. But yeah. Mario, what what's that guy doing? You know what? To be fair, Mario is kind of like a lone ranger. He kind of takes on these big adventures on his own. He does get help with others, but he doesn't necessarily ask for it. He's not really a leader. He doesn't really yeah. exemplify leadership capabilities. Mario, unfortunately, is someone who has been on his own for a long time. When he when he works together with someone, it's okay. But I mean, in most of the Mario games, it's you. It's Mario competing against everyone else or taking on objectives by himself and and saving a princess or discovering a galaxy or even in like Luigi's Mansion, Mario gets captured. Mario's not going to help Luigi. Luigi's on his own. It's not Mario's game. Mario's a bit of a cowboy, isn't he? He's a Lone Ranger. He is very much a cowboy. Right? A Lone Ranger, because he does affiliate himself with allies who do join him for his cause. You know, um, like if you look at the Mario RPGs, Paper Mario, or, you know, like any of the Mario RPGs, Mario and Luigi and Paper Mario and uh, the Square Enix uh, Legend of the Seven Stars, like he gains comrades on his journey to help him you know, overthrow whoever's taking over the kingdom. So he 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 is known to become ally. He, it's very much Western. He's like a Western character in yeah. a weird weird way. Now, but see, that's that's an interesting thing because Shiro equally ends up befriending other alien species. He sort of creates this group of ragtag kids and soldiers that he sort of acts as like a father figure to, and you know helps create the team that ultimately will be Voltron. And uh, the crazy thing about him is the bad guys kind of know this about him. He gets caught, and, like, there are clones of him. And some of them are bad, and they have his memories. And it's like he doesn't know who he is. He doesn't know if he's the real Shiro or not. And and he goes through these, uh, like, sort of identity disorders. He has uh, PTSD from being experimented on. Yeah. And, like, he, he ultimately has to, um, like, pass along. Like, he, he has to allow someone else to take over at a certain point. He does come back to the team, but he's like, it's time for you to be the black lion. Like I need to go do this. That was a cool moment. So that I think is one big differentiator because I'm uh, Emily, correct me if I'm wrong. Can you think of a time where Mario's like, I'm not the man for this job. It's your turn now. Like, has there been a selfless moment where Mario knew the best thing he could do was step aside gonna have to say no i don't i don't think so no I mario's think... always been the one he's you know if there's a will there's a way that's his motto and and think about this shiro's like i'm gonna make sure you guys are able to defend yourselves and work together and protect yourselves you won't need me but mario's like i'm gonna come in i'm gonna kick bowser's butt i'm gonna clean up the mushroom kingdom save the day and then he just like goes on vacation and then comes back and it's happened all over again He's not he's not empowering his people. Or he doesn't even reach out to. He's like, "Hey, you know what? Maybe maybe if I put like a squad together, maybe these bad things wouldn't happen anymore cuz Bowser 
Bowser's much more of a team player than Mario is because Bowser uses teamwork against yeah. Mario. Yeah. Yes. Bowser sees that like Mario is a lone ranger and says, and, all right, cool. I'm going to use the power of teamwork against you. Yeah, and I think and we Shiro, saw that him go very far. We, you know, Bowser did go. Bowser made it to the finals. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. because of those reasons. Mm-hmm. And in regards to Shiro, I think it's there is some there is a special kind of leadership capability that is that exists where you having the strength to acknowledge that you need to step down from a position to raise others up is like that's true leadership. It's not about holding a position of power. It's not about being the person who just does the right thing all the time, like spearheading like Mario, but it's that ability to look at a team and to acknowledge, all right, you know what? Yes, you need to all learn how to grow without me, and I am not in a good position to be a leader right now, or I cannot be the leader that this team needs. Mario's often prophesized to be like a hero, so in a way, he's always kind of like destined to be the one, you know, the one to step up. Like a mustache hero will rise, is like usually what happens in the Paper Mario games and stuff like that. Um, it's foretold in the stars kind of a thing. So it's thrusted upon him like this, this, this journey, you know what I mean? So- but does, but does he ever question it? Is he ever like, well, hold on. I, I have a bunch of friends that might be able to help out. Let me call my brother. Let me call my crazy cousin, twin, evil brother. Like uh, depends on what canon you're considering. Wario is. He's like, Let me <laughs> I think they consider him best friends in the super Mario comic. Okay. I think he's best friends. Well, let's also hit up Mallow. Let's hit up Gene. Like, he's had so many people in his crew over time. I would love to see, like, the game starts and, like, he's going through his phone. Like, no one's answering their phone. They're all gone. It's like, okay, I have to do this. And I'm like, okay, well, you you tried. You tried to ask for help before you just went gung-ho, you know, pistols blazing, cowboy style, <laughs> running in there. Because it's like, what was the point of making all those relationships if he's not going to use them? And I will say this. You know what? Shiro? In a committed relationship with his husband, Mario. Mario is Mario and Princess Peach. What's going on there? Let's not kink shame anybody here. Too many uh, years. They got too their many thing. Cakes. They got their thing. <laughs> Shiro's uh, husband doesn't uh, quite last that long. Um, oh no! Oh, no. I haven't finished the series. So, uh, but, but that was—that's not really up to him. It wasn't, you know. Uh, it's interesting though, right? Because because it feels like such an obvious choice. Like who's who's better than Mario, right? But you know, it's this is this 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 example might not work for the two of you. I don't know, but I feel like we're in a sort of Michael Jordan versus LeBron James scenario here, where Mario is like the Michael Jordan of like video game characters. Hundred percent. You put him on anything, he 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 doesn't need the rest of the team. If you look he at Mario's stats, he is well balanced. Every single time, he is the well balanced character. He can literally like he is not like really good at one thing. He's just great at all things. <laughs> but, well, I would actually say it's a little different. I'd say like outside of like a couple stats, all of his stats are actually like maxed out. Like he doesn't necessarily have like the leadership stat and it's like the team player stat. Like it's just like most of the time he has a little bit of points on that, but the rest of them are like max cuz like like Mario can do everything on his own most of the time right that's that's his jam but shiro's like he's he's a great tool on the right team so it's like i don't know do you want the superstar that everyone loves like michael jordan or do you want like the guy that knows how to work in a group i think that we 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 all agree that shiro has the leadership angle but we're i think we're we're underplaying a lot of Mm. great qualities that mario actually has he's a mario has so many great traits about him 
He is a partier. Like I said, he's a partier. He is a, a go-karter. Uh, he is a referee. He's a freaking a, a boxing referee. You know, he plays golf. Like he, Mario is very recreational. Mm. And he's all about having a good time. Like he's, he's a real renaissance you. man. He wants you to have a great time. He's a renaissance man. Yeah, so I will he might say not that... be like a leader in combat, but the dude wants to have a good time. I agree. Mm. Like he is a jack of all trades. He he doesn't just specialize in one thing. He's a soccer player. He does tennis. He does he does a lot. He's got his I hands will say, in a lot of uh, metaphorical uh, mushroom pies. I will say <laughs> I, I I do wish that he stood up for his brother more. He I mean we know that he loves his brother, but like a lot of people in the games will make fun of Luigi, you know, in like the RPGs, and Mario doesn't say anything. So I'm like, what are you? What are you like? You know, it's like you can share the credit, Mario. So I'm gonna say that's like Mario. You know, what's that? What's well, that I think he's got like a bit of like a height thing with Luigi. You know, Luigi's oh. got <laughs> Luigi's taller. He's got the better jump. Sometimes he's got like, you know, he's like, well, everyone likes my color scheme more. Okay, so back yeah. off, Luigi. It's a great color he's scheme. Like, <laughs> he's like, it's the Mario brothers. Yeah, your name's not. You know, you are now. If Mario we want, brother, but... <laughs> man. I don't know if this is like this might be a thing against him, but we've seen Mario, we've seen who he is as a person. He loves pasta. <laughs> Where is this going? <laughs> we love he yeah. loves pasta. If you look at the Super Mario Brothers Super Show, you can see that Mario is straight up Brooklyn, loves pasta, and use and, and whenever he gets a power up, he calls it pasta power. So I don't I mean, know what I don't, that says. I don't know if that's the canon we like if all that's being considered. I don't know if we're giving it, putting his best foot forward. Yeah, if yeah. we're picking the Super Mario Brothers Super Show or the the Mario movie as like where we're going to for Mario's character details. You know what's great about Mario though is that with each generation of Mario, you're it's like it's like you know it's going to be a good time, but there's going to be something new. I feel like he's he's like so consistently at like keeping the feel of who he is. You know. But adding something new, I don't know if that's a point. And in, in this, and this, this sounds like a different podcast right now. I apologize, but that, all right, I, 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 I have a question. Here's a question. Uh, I'm gonna throw a scenario, out, Emily. So I, I'm gonna, you guys, or if it, if just one of you want to answer, but this is gonna be like rapid fire. Okay. okay? Yeah. So you're gonna either say Mario okay. or Shiro. Great. So because because we talked about like his diversity, right? So here's the scenario. I'm gonna throw out different like jobs at a school and you tell me which one you think is the better fit so say principal shiro okay gym teacher mario mario <laughs> uh science class shiro shiro ah uh, well dr mario shoot oh ah. dr mario i'm gonna say doc- ah. i'm gonna say dr mario because he's, he's a doctor he's a I'll doctor. Say dr mario too yeah uh english oh shiro oh, shiro <laughs> uh av club Mario. How do I say Shiro? I think Mario. Um, after school program. Shiro. Giving a big old thumbs up. Mario. All right. So it feels like we're pretty split. So I guess I would just say theater teacher. Theater teacher? Oh, gosh. Mario. Uh, Shiro. <laughs> <laughs> is, the problem, is the problem where anything that he has to speak, it would just be that he would just say Mario? Like, <laughs> is that what we're worried about? He would just... <laughs> He doesn't have like a, a large enough vocabulary. I, well, oh, no. Mario I doesn't think, need vocabulary. I think, I think, go for I think him. it's just a range of emotion. I mean, we've seen him yeah. do like 
if it was musical theater, I would say, yeah, for sure, Mario, because we see him do fun song and dance stuff in a variety of games, especially Super Mario Odyssey. He does that whole fun jam sesh uh, with uh, Pauline, I believe. Or, yeah. 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 And so. Oh, yeah. But Shiro, Shiro, I feel like Mario would be musical theater. Shiro is a lot more like. He's what I, who I want from a th- high school theater acting teacher because he's going to like yeah. know how to build an ensemble. He's going to know how to settle out some high school drums. Uh, he's going to bring his own life lessons into this class too. And he's going to teach you about his life in the industry. And you're all going to be better from it. I will say though, he's a little dry, like on the show. There are other, like Pidge is like sort of like the most like silly, funny person in a lot of ways. And like, he's like really kind of dry as a guy. Uh, he's almost like too like gruff, which is weird because this is like one of those problems with cartoons where it's like I think he's supposed to be in his late twenties, but he's got like a silver fox haircut and he's like the adult. <laughs> like he's clearly like at least in his forties. Um, but then it's weird if he's hanging out with like kids. So it's <laughs> it's like that's you know a cartoon problem. Like their ages are always terrible in cartoons. I mean, um, how old is Mario? He's supposed to be like twenty two. Yeah. Which what? Is like, the man looks like he's 40. <laughs> it's like, look, I've I, never I grew out of quarantine mustache, but I'm 32. You know, it's like yeah. <laughs> that, that man, uh, that man is wild. But I guess, you know, we really should have just gone with the obvious comparison here, which is Super Mario Odyssey. I didn't think of it until you just brought up the whole thing with Pauline and the like chorus thing. But Mario, that is like a space epic adventure. So, yeah. I don't know. Do you think? Do you guys think that it's possible that Mario could, although maybe he lacks the general leadership skills that Shiro has, he still has what it takes to be like a inspiring hero for people? Well, here's the thing. I think I think it's got to speak a lot to how Mario doesn't necessarily speak. He has like catchphrases and you know, and that's sure. it. Um, but yet, like the amount of joy people get from him is pretty crazy. Mm. Like he's he's this anomaly of happiness. Absolutely, he's kind of to me. It's kind of like an anomaly. I can't really. Like, yeah. I just see him and I just I, I want to cry. I want to yeah. cry right now th- thinking about him. Yeah, Emily, I can't get that picture out of my head of him with, with that chorus band. He, he has like something Shiro doesn't, right? Mario. Yeah. I mean, I think Mario definitely has a joy. He has this light. He has this infectious light where, like, I'm thinking about Mega Man. Mega Man was so much more of a blank slate and really not much of a character. Mario, though, throughout these years, throughout these games, has developed this personality. He's kind of a quirky, fun, definitely going to do the best, definitely going to do good. But he's also a little sassy. He's like, He likes to have fun. Yeah, he likes to have fun on his adventures. But yeah. he's always going to make sure that he saves the day and that everyone is saved and everyone is happy and the Mushroom Kingdom is taken care of. Or the world is saved. Um, but yeah, I think that's why everyone really gravitates towards Mario. I think that's why we all feel this like love for Mario games is because he's not just like an avatar for us. He is also like this inherent sense of joy. I mean, he's like jumping in the air and saying like, Yahoo! And he's having a great time. So of course we're having a great time being him. So I think, yeah, I think Shiro has great leadership and he's like a really strong, like emotional grounded character where Mario just has this this bright he is like a he's a gold star of joy in his heart oh man i just had a breakthrough oh i saw it i saw it in your face on the camera your eyes lit up i I know i hear your eyes like left 
so you know i made this i made this terrible claim that mario lacks leadership skills but is it possible that mario is aware of the dangers that he is he's up against that he doesn't want to bring he doesn't want to endanger others because he knows it's sort of like a solo job right is that because also though like remember you were like oh shiro would be a better theater teacher but i just remembered super mario 2 which was originally doki doki panic oh my god the end is there's like uh that was all a dream but then super mario brothers 3 3 it's isn't it all a it's it's all all a show it's all play oh that's right shoot it's all a play and that Mario can emote like no other dude. Like that, you can tell exactly what that guy's feeling. Like he is a great, great actor. Yeah, I, I, I personally think that's all I need to hear. Yeah, I think I, I think good. I'm ready to make a decision. How about you guys? I'm ready too. I feel good. Want to well, call I, it Christian? I, yeah, I'll call it. And I would like to say, Shiro, you're a great leader. You also have a lot of fun, you know. Uh, I'll give it to you. You they did a D&D episode did of you D&D on episode. Voltron and it was very very cool, but it was not quite as fun as the light that Mario brings into our life. So uh you're just going to have to head on out on your Black Lion. See you later because Mario is moving on to the next round. Okay, we got two more fights ahead of us. Wow, that was a hefty one. Um Yeah. All right, guys. This next fight, oh, do you guys hear that? Do you guys hear that? Will, Will, oh, it's Will Byers, the the child who went into the upside down and was lost and came back having a connection to to this beast and trying to maintain his his childhood and and his relationship with his friends and his brother. Uh, and it's just it's just this this traumatic child. He is going up against the PI. Another person who went through very traumatic stuff, who was con- mind controlled and t- doing things against her will, uh, has super strength and had a has like an on off relationship with Luke Cage every now and then. We're talking about Jessica Jones, also known as Jewel, the retired superhero Jewel. Yeah. Oh, really? I was. Yeah. Oh, right. That was like when she was a like a kid, right? Yeah. And then, or she was yeah. like, yeah, she was like a teen. Yeah. In- the bucket right. works in mysterious ways because to me, both of these characters have like extremely like kind of um, uh, like a, a traumatic past, you know. Sure. I mean, well, Will's is like the present, I suppose, but you know, they both have gone through stuff that's like, like Will's the only person I would say, other than Eleven, that like has gone through something this intense. Okay, Matt, you're like right there, but you didn't you didn't link it. But you're right there. And the reason why they're so similar is they've both been psychically hijacked by right. their mm-hmm. main enemies. I totally oh forgot god. about that. Yeah. Oh my god. I didn't realize that either. Yeah. They're both <sighs> of them have been like ah, ah, it's crazy. On Jessica Jones and uh it's been a minute since I've seen it, but it was the purple man that took control of Jessica, uh played yes. by David the amazing David Tennant, who is Ooh. fantastic in that show. Ooh. Um but man, both of them have these kind of crazy loss of control experiences. Yeah. Blech. This is going to be a tough one. Emily, where do you think we should start here? I mean, it's it's tough. It's tough. Uh, let's start with Jessica. I'm feeling Jessica. I'm on her I'm also on her wiki page right now, so that's why I say let's start with her. <laughs> um, she has had, like, even though we just got a snippet of her story in the show, in the yeah. comics, she has had a huge, full, fleshed-out life. Yeah. That's true. She she's uh so she's a defender. Yes. 
right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if she's ever been. I mean, there's been so many different versions of Avengers. Who knows if she's been a part of one? But that's usually her jam. Is she's a defender, which is like small town Avengers kind of in a way, right? Yeah. Like they're not not mega heroes. Maybe not uh, universe shattering, cataclysmic events, but possibly like world changing events, which is big enough in my opinion to be garnered or like a true superhero. Um, I'm not personally not super familiar with her outside of the series, which fortunately, like, I think that's what most people are going to be familiar with. But what I will say is I really think it was interesting seeing her addiction problems on the show because mm-hmm. that was something we didn't get from Tony Stark's Iron Man in the Marvel movies, which I think is fine. You know, like the, the Marvel movies are so great that, um, it's like if they needed to tone it down a little bit so that everyone can enjoy it, I think that's fine. But it was really cool seeing people struggle with like being poor and with drugs and like those kinds of problems on Jessica Jones. And I thought she like they did that like her character was really uh, dynamic with that stuff. And it showed like her struggle with that. Yeah, yeah they really flesh like they really show the spectrum of her character. She isn't just like a superhero. It's like, she's like a real person dealing with traumatic stress disorders or traumatic experience, trying to mask that traumatic experience uh, with, with like, yeah, with substances. And she pushes people away in her life. She pushes the people who can help her away in a way that she thinks she's protecting them or who knows what, like she, she's just such a complex character. And I think, that's why she really stands out. She's not just super strong. She's also incredibly super relatable. And, and like, um, she she goes through a whole thing in the comics, like, during Civil War and everything, too, where she, mm. like, joins the new Avengers. She gets pregnant, and her and Luke Cage get married. Um, at first, she's like, her and Luke Cage uh, reject the Superhero Registration Act, but then after an uh, attack evolving, like, uh, a demonic kind of creature. She is so shaken and like desperate to protect her daughter, like her, their kid, um, that she leaves, she leaves Luke and she registers herself under the superhuman registration act because like this, she thinks that's the only thing she can do. Then she goes into space and she fights against the scrolls and she's impersonated on earth. But then, um, later. So she actually grew up with Peter Parker. That's something really fun that is in the early. Oh, right. Cause it's, the whole like yeah. sort of small town, right? So they that would they were in the sense. same class, and she all of a sudden huh. is yeah. She then suddenly Peter reveals to her who she is, and she tells him she's like, "I saw your fight against Sandman. That's what inspired me to be a superhero." And then Peter's like, "Hey Jessica, if you want a better life for your daughter, why don't you become a superhero again and fight to set a better example?" And so oh. she does, and then she becomes Power Woman, and Luke Cage becomes Power Man. <laughs> Yeah, and, that's squirrel, and Squirrel Girl is their nanny. <laughs> so that's interesting because the one thing that I, I feel like goes through that, though, is she sort of always is like kind of uh, similar to Will, like running from something. Yeah. In a way, even when she's fighting, like there's always like this just like fear that is just like ingrained into her character. And like Will is like very much the same, right? Yeah. Like, He's basically out of a lot of the first season, and I I don't know about you guys, but when he gets taken from the by the Demogorgon in the first season into like the upside down, the upside down, and then he's just like 
integrated into the, the sort of upside down world. Um, that was one of the, the most terrifying things I ever watched. Oh, it was nasty that... and spooky. <laughs> yeah, it was real gross. Then pulling like the stuff out of his mouth too, like all like the tendrils. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. yeah, but what I, what's crazy about Will too is that like he's you know because of him being taken, it's kind of put him into this situation to have a huge take on a huge responsibility for a a child like younger than you know like how old is he like ten. Or is he a little yeah. older? I think they were like 10 or 11 in the first one, and then yeah. like a year later in the next one. Yeah. They're, like they're this, probably like 13, 14 now. He has to like really step up to the plate to like be kind of the key to yeah. tracking this thing down and taking it out. And while all, instead of, he's kind of like the opposite of Jessica Jones, where instead of pushing everyone away, he keeps trying to keep everyone together. Um, yeah, you know, and he's like, he's constantly, he's holding on to things like he, he doesn't want to let go of his childhood. Like his, his, everyone that he's supposed to grow up with, like they have like this kind of like the last summer that they would have together. And then they all start doing their own thing and he's not ready to grow up, take that turn yet. He wants everyone to kind of stay together still. Um, because he missed out on like, because of the circumstances, he missed out on that last summer with everybody. Well, see, but that's interesting, right? Because he kind of doesn't get to like the second season he the first season he's not there and then the second season he's being like mind controlled so sometimes it's him sometimes it's the mind player which is like that's like a very similar thread with like jessica seeing the purple man even after mm-hmm. the purple man's gone yeah. or like she him knows pers- the purple yeah. man's around it's like this permanent psychic link um but like so so he's he's integral in the second season but he's still almost like a tool and in the third season he's still kind of a part of it because he still has that link to it and like the third season was about kind of like killing off the mind flare because it seems like there was still that connection to the upside down between them. Um, yeah, but not much of all- him in the third season. He was mainly there to kind of be like the I want my childhood back. I just want to go yes. play D and D. But also, yes. yeah, and he was just kind of a vessel. Like he was like their their divining rod for finding the mind flare. But and he sort of almost became like a goal to his friends, right? Because like his friends all bonded and became so close because of what they went through. But he actually wasn't a part of it. Yeah, like he wasn't like in the same kind of uh, like interaction. So like as much as like he was in danger, like they were, like they they bonded and became closer. And he just like is like like you said, he's like just like trying to like hold on to them. And that's kind of like a really interesting character trait, though, because it's. It's, like, really kind of just, like, this sad, like, kind of, like, depressing character. Like, how often do we see what is, like, arguably basically, like, a main, like, or side character who's who just has this, like, dark story? Like, it makes sense for Jessica, right? Like, to do a superhero that's got, like, a troubled past and, like, a dark story. But, like, for this side character as a child to have that, I don't know if you see that a lot. Yeah. I think we need to start throwing in scenarios here because I think they're a little similar, yeah. you know? Yeah. I mean, I think this is where it's going to fall apart for them. <laughs> 100%. I've got to be honest for you because I'll tell you right now, who would I rather, like, I mean, I guess, who would I rather get a beer with? Who would I rather get a drink with? Jessica. Oh, mm-hmm. absolutely not. You kidding oh, me? Oh, yeah. Good She's point. an alcoholic. I don't want right. to give her alcohol. Like, right. You know what I mean? I don't want to be an enabler. Well, like, what time are we talking about? The time where she starts to, to I mean, get, hang out, get a drink with. Maybe it's, like, getting coffee. Maybe yeah, I'm taking her out okay. of her. Yeah. 
I'll say yeah. get coffee because we don't want to. We don't want to enable anyone here. <laughs> we don't want to well, so put part anyone. Part of her substance abuse though is because she's got superpowers. Like she she needs like a whole th- like liter of like tequila to get drunk. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Super so like if she's just having a drink, like it may as well just you know be St. Pauli girl and have no alcohol in it. She's just having a glass. Uh, but okay. who would you rather play D and D with? I mean, well, buyers. <laughs> he knows the game. I think Jessica would be a fun player. I think she'd be one of those people that like plays a game and is like, I'm just going to goof off and like, I want to go attack this random townsperson. And she's probably a monster for the dungeon master. Like yeah. dungeon master probably like, please stop killing the people in the town. I just want you to go on the quest. And she's like, I'm going to get drunk or I'm going to go party with these people after like the dungeon master is like, no, but this, this kind man just asked you to go save his daughter from this well or this mine uh, where Will is going to definitely like, not only, I think like he'd be a great dungeon master, but as a character, like he would like be a hundred percent committed into the game. Yeah, just like helping flesh out the story, supporting your backstory for your character as well as his own. Like he is definitely the team player. You know, you brought up an interesting point because I would have guessed that Jessica would be the kind of person that would just think she's too good for like D and D. She'd be like, I don't, and like she just like wouldn't be paying attention to her character. But then I just remembered she's actually super clever at like putting things together and she'd actually be like the worst person to have to play against because she would probably figure out exactly what like the whole story is going to be for the, the for the dungeon master like what they're trying to set like them a up little for. bit touching a little close to home huh christian <laughs> she would just like immediately be like she'd immediately be like oh this person's asking us to go do this i'm sure that like we just need to go do this thing and then that'll be the whole thing and the the gm would be like how did you figure or it's like oh he's acting really mysterious i bet his daughter really isn't missing and that she like turned he turned her into a monster or something and it's like what no be like could someone do a perception check on this guy (laughs) (laughs) mission solved give us your money we're good (laughs) i think we have not considered their mental capabilities because we've just been talking about their emotional experience jessica jones is so smart she's She's i mean she's a pi you know yeah I think it's tricky because we have, like, we got real smarts versus, like, enhanced mental abilities. Because we're we're Bill, we're Bill, where Will isn't on uh, an 11 level. He definitely, though, is enhanced mentally in that he has these kind of psychic connections and whatnot. He does, but I don't know if, I don't know. Like, I'm just, I'm starting to think about it. And I guess Jessica, like, we were comparing them and saying they're so similar, but, like, Jessica I think is actually maybe like way more dynamic than Will is. Oh, I think so. I think yeah, Jessica, I think so too. Well, Jessica as a character, Will is is the oh gosh, what's it called in the hero's journey? He's the inciting incident. Will is an yeah. incident, and he is yeah. he is an instigating oh, character. He's a very interesting character, but he isn't. He is the instigation for the story. Yeah, yeah. I think Jessica definitely feels like the stronger person. Um, you know, I think for characters that are that, you know, plot device for like Will is or like, you know, what you just said, Emily, I think he's a very strong version of that. You know, I think he's he's portrayed very well. Um, and I like and I think he's he's had like really good growth. I feel like usually you see them, they do their thing and then, you know, they don't really do anything else. But I like seeing his struggles and stuff. But I think Jessica is definitely stronger. An interesting thing. Mm-hmm. I I'll ask you guys, but let's see. Let's flip their scenarios. So it's... Ooh, I like ooh. it. Right? It's it's 
Jessica goes into the upside down. Jessica oh. has to <laughs> Jessica has to like take down the mind flayer. Does she succeed? Can she succeed the way Will succeeds? Or or better? I think so. I think I think so. Well, it's tricky because like Will, it wasn't just Will. Will did have to mentally break, but it was also the help of the fire that like helped break the mind flayer's attachment on him. And he was ultimately saved by his mom and um Oh gosh, I'm blanking on the officer's name. My the beautiful Hopper. man, Hopper, in <laughs> the beautiful one. man. <laughs> the beautiful man. I love him. He's he's fantastic. His Miami Vice shirt in season three. Mm, mm, uh, mm. So I good. We know we know Emily's type for sure. <laughs> <laughs> we got to put him in the bucket. He's definitely a person we need to put in the bucket. Um, but but yeah, I think I think Jessica. I think we also have seen too that she does work well with others. I think she does yeah. sometimes here times here and there needs needs the help of other people. And I think kind of like Shiro, it's that acceptance of help and the the accept like the knowledge of hey, I need help right now. I'm going to accept it is really really strong and a really powerful character trait. So I think yeah, I think strength and wits alone, along with the ability and the help from Luke and her sister, can hands down take down Mind Flayer Demogorgon. I- I'm ready to call it, dude. Yeah, I am too because quite frankly, I don't think if we flip the scenario the other way, I don't think Will Byers no and his and the little boys club could take down the purple man. Yeah, I I don't I don't think so. I don't think so at all. He, I think maybe after some wacky antics they could, but it wouldn't be like Will on his own as it yeah. could be like Jessica on her own. Yeah, she's like, all this stuff would have been just like Jessica would have just rolled up into that power plant. She would have figured it all out in her investigations and she would have shut it down and it would have been done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. I'm ready to call it, dude. Do the honors, please. Will, Will. <laughs> it looks like Will's life's turning upside down. There it is. And Jessica Jones is. Moving forward to the finals to face against Super Mario. What do you All right, this, this is a tough one. Let's just jump right into the comparisons. We know who these yeah. people are. Let's yeah. do comparisons. Mario I like scenarios. It, you know, I really just, I liked how you described Mario as having this like light. There's this glow that's just like, just imperceptible joy that like you see Mario and you it, you you feel it. You you don't know why. You it, It's just, it's there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jessica Jones. <laughs> Jessica Jones. It's like she's almost like a she's like a vacuum of <laughs> she like <laughs> sucks in the, like happiness a little bit around her, right? Yeah. Am I wrong here? No, Does I, I feel think... different about. No, that? she's definitely she definitely has a darkness to her, and she definitely is like yeah, she is a personality that does take. I think just from a whole life of loss and being unable to deal with the things that have happened to her, that this is just how she copes until she seeks. Uh, better mental health and like the support of others. Hey guys, right. it's just a casual reminder that mental health is just as important as physical health. May is Mental Health Month. Uh, so yeah, go talk to people. It's good for you, regardless. Yeah, the, it, you know, we didn't mention it earlier, but Mario is basically a superhero. Like most video game characters are. He, I mean, he was Jumpman before he was Mario, right? Yeah, and it, he has similar superpowers to her. Like, oh my god, she you're can't. Right really fly but she can jump really well is her whole thing um to the point where she may as well just be flying is kind of like what they do with her sort of like a superman not quite at that level but yeah mario 
same thing. And like, if he can't normally, he can get the power up he needs to do the jumping. Exactly. I feel like Mario could could take on some of Jessica Jones' enemies for the same, right? Yeah. And oh I yeah, Mar- I think I think they're both evenly matched in their own games. I mean, yeah, hell yeah, Jessica Jones and Smash. Oh, that'd be sweet. Oh, that'd be super <laughs> sweet. Jessica Jones and Smash. <laughs> um, you know what's cool? I think they'd be they'd make a good team. Like, if for some reason, mm. if for some reason, like. Jessica Jones and Mario teamed up, and like Jessica Jones needed to infiltrate like a child's party. Uh, Mario would just take a hit and then get small and then walk into the party and be like, "Hey, who, whose birthday is it?" <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, they both birthday? kind of abuse substances, right? <laughs> they both got shrooms. Oh my gosh! I guess yeah. Who would you want to party with, Mario or Jessica Jones? Well, I mean, I think Mario's a better partier. I would absolutely much rather party with Mario than Jessica Jones. Yeah. That's that's the threshold, right? You know, uh, Emily, you're like, well, what kind of drink are we talking about? Or what volume of drink are we talking about? Like, I'm with you. I'll pick Jessica Jones. But at a party, who are we partying with? I'm not I'm not going to a party with Jessica Jones. I'll well, bring yeah. a Mario to the party. <laughs> I haven't seen Jessica doesn't seem like the kind of person who would dance. She would just be on the wall kind of looking at everyone and mario we've seen him get down on new donk city we've oh seen him yeah busted, you know bust a move we've seen him yeah it's it's hard it's hard to fathom a scenario in which mario does poorly other than <laughs> visiting haunted mansions that seems to be his his achilles <laughs> heel being sure. around ghosts yeah <laughs> like like had will gotten up against mario i feel like his battles against the supernatural would actually like position him in a good challenge against mario here but like other than that like like where does he lose he's just he's i mean i'm I'm, first of all i just gotta go back and say it emily i'm so happy you love super mario sunshine because i love that game i also love that game and i want that remastered be confirmed today remaster cross my fingers cross my fingers (sighs) it is it's just so good and like if I get to see, uh, I think it's like Manta Ray Bay or something. It's the one where there's like the giant stingrays and like yeah, the, ink yeah. colored and stuff. Oh, Man. the resort! Oh yeah. my gosh, yeah. That's one of my absolute. It was like beautiful, and it's just like you know, you get these with Mario. There's just all these like awesome, peaceful moments. And you know what I like about Mario that um, it, it's kind of this. Le- I mean, it's he has this legacy, but to me, it's what I like about it is that. He's the first kind of video game character that we control that that kind of feels like has like a strong sense of personality. Like like I don't think Link really has like a strong personality, you know. But I think Mario, we know who he is. Um, and what I like about Mario is that you can ask anyone. Like we heard Emily talk, you heard me talk, like we heard you talk. Everyone has their first like their intro into Mario, and they're all slightly different, which I think is really cool. But it's still like building. It's still building on the foundation of what Mario is. Like Emily came in on Sunshine, I came on on Super Mario World. Like I, we, it, I, I think that's something that's just like people are probably some kids probably got in on Odyssey. Like it's just kind of like this, this ongoing legacy. Uh, that Super I think Mario is, Brothers, huh? <laughs> Super, Super Mario, Mario Brothers, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just just regular old Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know. Like I, I like I really love that aspect of Mario. Yeah, I will say, I mean, it seems like we've probably made a decision here, which, I, quite frankly, I thought this was going to be a much longer episode. Uh, just four powerhouse characters. Everyone on this episode today is just phenomenal. But Oh, yeah. 
I'm curious to see how long, though, we can stretch this conversation about him. Agreed. Like, down yeah. the road. Because yeah. there is always, like, a wall you hit with these video game characters as to, like, who are they? Because so so often they're the Avatar. But there is, there's just such a, I feel like there's, like, a, there's like a, a nine-course meal here for us. Like, we've just started, right? I feel like Mario's very much like a Mickey Mouse. Like, you do have these other representative characters like Bugs Bunny or even Felix the Cat. Uh, but just Mickey too is like this, such this, like similar to Mario, just this universe, they both have this kind of universality to them and just, yeah, this light and just everybody has a connection to them because they're so like, I think that's, uh, like, unfortunately Mario's got a one up haha, in this hey, category Emily. against, uh, yeah. Jessica, because while Jessica did get a show, unless you read the Marvel comics, she's not as well known as Iron Man as, uh, Black Widow as Wonder Woman in, like, DC, or, like, you go into other big... I'm just talking about female comic book yeah, characters. Ms. She's Marvel. kind of not as one Captain of the most well-knowns. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's it, Emily. I think I think you've called it for us. Oh. Proclaim it, Emily. You got this. All right. All right, Jessica. It was a tough fight, and you did it well, but it looks like you've been smashed out of this one by the bread plumber himself. It's a him, Mario. Nice. We really drew that exit on. Hey, Matt. Get it, Jessica? Drew? Anyway, it's out. Yeah, it, uh, it's a case closed on Jessica Jones. Oh, Ow! shoot. No. No. It was, so, it was there. It was so oh, obvious. my God, dude. Kill me. You're coming no. down with an iron fist, bro. <laughs> Why did you oh, serve it up to me when time. you had that spike waiting? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I didn't until you started talking and then it came to me and I was like, oh, damn, I could. I should have just gone with this. <laughs> um, You're laughing so much, dude. You're looking a little purple, man. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Okay. We got to go out on a high note, Matt. <laughs> Yippee! <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> um. Wow. So that's it. Yeah. That's our first division, which means da, 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 the da. Division 1 championships uh, will be... We're going to have a bonus episode first. We're going to have a fun little bonus episode. And then we're going to have Division 1 championships um, the following week. Yep. Division 1 championships are going to be Janet from The Good Place mm-hmm. going up against um, Snoopy. And the, oh my goodness... Followed by Kirby versus Mario. <laughs> Once again, man, oh man, Mega Man versus Kirby, and now Kirby versus Mario. It's just straight up smash. I got the bucket say, works in mysterious the ways. The bucket works in mysterious ways. Yeah, I tell you, it really does. It really does. That's exciting. Um, I'm excited for wow. the finale. Emily, you made it through your first division. Almost, we're almost through the first division. I know. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. it's bow, good to be dude. here. This is fun. I'm having a great time. We're, we love having you here with I us. I mean, ultimately, these are all just like super great characters. There's real no l- losers here. They're all winners. Yeah, exactly. So Unless you fun, lose in like, the first round and you don't ever win a match. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then maybe you're a loser. Well, guys, this has been a lot of fun. If you um, if you don't know already, you can uh, make sure to follow, like, subscribe, give us a review on Apple Podcasts. You can follow me at Acevedo and on Twitter and the socials, and you can find me and Emily on Mass Effect Adventum, our Mass Effect tabletop RPG. Uh, we have um, we have Mark Mir 
guest on it who's the voice of Commander Shepard. So you're going to want to check it out. And that's a season two premiere. So make sure to check it out. I think that actually comes out when this episode's out. So like, go Ooh. check it out. Um, yeah, because it's it's he's so good in it, and it's been it was really fun to play with him. Also, check out our, our video game podcast, Hit Points Pod. Emily, where can you find you? Oh, Emily, where, where they can find, find me? Yeah, you can find me all those places that Matt just listed, and on my own little tweeters at frankly underscore Emily. And if you want to follow me on Instagram, that's at, at frankly underscore Emily with an extra little underscore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, be sure to check the show notes too. If you want to actually find all this stuff uh, and you don't want to have to write it down, just click in the description. There's a link to our Twitters. I'll put a link also to the like show Twitters that we have for other shows or things like that so that you can just uh, quickly, easily click on that and just go to it. It'll just be easier for everyone out there to uh, engage with us because we want to hear from you. Go ahead and hit us up at UFC Pod. Let us know what you think, who you want in the bucket. Let us know those things. Share with a friend. Actually, it's like really the best thing you can do for us. Um, and I'm at Christian underscore Humes. I'm on the Unranked Podcast and Watch World. And until next time, I guess we'll see you all in the ring for the Division 1 Finals.